This is the TJ Show Podcast. Am I looking a little bit more buff today? I'm just going to flat out ask it. What do you think? Yeah, I can see like the how ripped you are through your shirt. Yeah. No, no, I don't see. I don't I don't notice. No. <laughs> no, I was hoping at some point someone would say, hey, yeah, you're looking a little taller, looking a little stronger. I was at the gym and right. the, uh, the men's locker room is a place that I've tried to navigate my entire life. And I, I just too. don't know I how to... I just can't get in. You can't get... They don't let you in? <laughs> no, they don't let me in. Well, they let me in. <laughs> but I, I feel like I don't belong there, and I don't really know what to do when it comes to getting changed. Like, I'm always hiding in the corner, and I'm a full-grown man. <laughs> Aww, like, I go into the corner, and I turn into the side. I open one big locker <laughs> so that, like, part of my view is not in view. <laughs> and, right. and it never really works. And then, like, you know, we know some of the people that go to this gym, and one of my kids friend's dad walks in. Oh, that's awkward. And, you know, it's like, I shouldn't have my shirt off in front of this guy. We're not supposed to really see each other. But then I'm like, well, it's kind of like we're at the pool, but there's no water here. And so I just very quickly get dressed. And then I see another dude. Hey, how you doing? And he goes, hi. And he doesn't want to talk. It's like, okay, I guess this isn't the place to start a conversation. He too doesn't want to be seen. And then what's interesting about this gym is that everything is sort of in the same room. So you've got the bathrooms right next to the showers, right next to all the lockers. And someone decides, I don't know what they had for lunch, but they're going to do their business protein shake in this big room. So now I'm in, yeah, the pro, who knows what their protein intake. I mean, people have big muscles and you don't want to know what goes on behind the stall door. (laughs) Right. But I, I experienced it and it was atrocious. And I'm like, man, whatever that is that he's doing for his muscles, it can't be good (laughs) if that's the end result. Okay. Not that I'm anything special when it comes to that, but that, Mm. that is a problem. And then I see there's somebody else who must be uncomfortable with getting changed in front of everyone. Another guy goes into the stall where this other guy just did his business. Oh, that poor man. And he starts changing in the stall that was just damaged. Now, I'm going to use that word. <laughs> if a cop was called, they would put up crime scene tape. <laughs> Caution. And this guy, now he's so afraid of being seen with his shirt off or, you know, I don't know what he was doing. He's now in the bathroom where, you know, the epicenter of the problem is. And I'm like, this is a very, can't they figure out, like, can't they make little tiny rooms that everyone can go into? and like have little changing rooms? Yeah, like little private locker rooms. Why aren't there private locker rooms. Is that a thing? I mean, I've never seen it. When I've gone to gyms, I've always experienced locker rooms to be the same way you're you're describing it. I feel like there's an invention here. Or maybe this exists and it's only in really fancy gyms. What do you think, Kenny? I have been in gym settings, locker room settings, where you did have a private area. Was it fancy? How did you get there? And where is this place? (laughs) One of them was uh, like a country club locker room. It was fancy, you see? Fancy. <laughs> Wait a minute. Fancy. Are you rich, or is someone in your family rich? Uh, I, I don't know. Rich uh, is uh, definitely a subjective. <laughs> why are you stuffing? <laughs> well, why are no, you tripping so, over so yourself? My dad owns an air conditioning company, and oftentimes his suppliers will invite him to golf outings. And oh, I, I see. luckily get you know an the extra bene- invite yeah, to go to yeah. one of these the golf outings. Flow over, so yes, you know I have played golf in some really really nice country clubs. Okay, so okay. this exists where people have individual locker rooms. Sure. That's wonderful. Wow, I got to hang around some contractors. <laughs> you need some money, DJ. I know. Seriously, I mean that is the way it should be, but I'm glad to know that it exists. I just I suppose I got to work harder to get into those circles. I got to learn how to install an air duct. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what, what you need is you need to be in a position to buy some kind of supply from somebody else and let them schmooze you up. Oh, yeah, man, okay. that is awesome. You get to go to sporting events. And yeah, and by the clubs. way, can you call your air conditioning friends and have them install a new air filtration system in the locker room that I'm currently going to? <laughs> yeah, it do needs they, it. Do they do any sort of charity work? <laughs> that, that's what the V stands for in HVAC, ventilation. Vent- we need <laughs> ventilation at all times in that area. So I hope you're staying buff. Uh, I'm working on it, but I have some hurdles. I think these are mental hurdles I have to get over. It's all right, you'll do it. You're doing great job. Yeah, this is the TJ Show. Thank you for turning on the very, very strong presentation that you're listening to today. Jaybo, I love that you listen into people's conversations. Just all around us, there are conversations happening. I tend to ignore <laughs> what people are talking about around me, but you, your ears perk up and you find out all this interesting stuff about our fellow humans. I'm just trying to be aware of my surroundings. Uh, the other day, I was in the cafe, and the lady in front of me was talking to the barista, and the barista's taking the order, making the drinks, and she just starts telling her all her business. Mm. And then she tells the barista, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just having closet therapy right now. And I thought, huh, closet therapy, I've never heard it called that before. That is a great way to put that. Yeah. My, my wife, Jess, has written about this. She's talked about how she used to take our dog out and when we were living in Boston, and these people would just find her, and she would hear the most personal, revealing details of their lives. And then they'd go their separate ways, and she'd never see these people again. Sometimes wouldn't even know their names. Let me tell you something. It happens to me often. Give me an example. One time, Spill it all I out. was at the airport. I was <laughs> waiting for my ride. They were late. I had headphones in, right? AirPods in. And this woman comes over, sits down next to me, pulls out a cigarette, lights up. And she looks at me and she goes, oh, I'm on my break. Mind you, I have AirPods in. And she <laughs> can, starts to talk to me. And she's like, you know, I'm dating this guy and he, he's not really kind. And when I ask him to do stuff and she tells me all her business about her relationship. And totally unprompted. Totally unprompted. My AirPods are still in my ears as I'm listening to her and listening to music at the same time after 15 minutes of her pouring her heart out while she's just pulling on her cigarette she goes what should I do and I go leave him leave him he's not a kind man you deserve better and I literally poured into her and was like you deserve great things you're an amazing woman you have a great future coming ahead of you and she just started crying and and then she walks away and I'm like what just happened well you were there for her yeah, I, I think you were there and very gracious of you to interact with her because I think a lot of people could ignore a situation like that or write them off like, oh, what's going on with her? Right. She's wacky. And we, you know, it's funny. It actually beautifully ties into one of our, our big supporters, BetterHelp, right. which is a service that helps us find therapists. Yes. But it goes back to that whole idea that people are desperate to share what's going mm-hmm. on inside of them so much so you have somebody sitting down next to you. Yes. You know, you never met these people. Never. And they just start talking to you about this stuff that's going on. And I bet this also, I think this happens a lot online too, in online forums. People will anonymously post problems or they'll yeah. say, I have a friend that's going through this mm-hmm. and they're desperate to just hear someone else's take on it. Right. They're desperate for a connection with a human being. I happen to think therapy offers that in a really great way. People are just looking for someone to talk to. Yeah, and the connection without judgment, you know? Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to work to be myself is to be a safe place for people. I don't always succeed on that, but I know therapy has always been that safe place for me to talk to somebody. Yeah, and you know, it's also funny you bring this up. On my list of things to get to today, there was a report that came out and IT workers have reported that they frequently feel like they're therapists in the workplace. Huh. And the reason why is 
they did this survey. Three in five IT workers say they frequently have to provide emotional support to users and coworkers who entered into some cybersecurity breach. So mm. you know how like, and sometimes in offices, the IT guys are part of the problem. They send out the test email. Yes. And they send, yes. It's basically a trap. And they go, hey, click on this link. And there's like that one person yep. down the hall who clicks on it and they have to take them aside. It's really humiliating. It is. It's embarrassing. It is. And I understand companies need to do this because their company is at risk if someone clicks on a link. That's the world we're in. Yes. But people often wonder, like, what did they get themselves into? Mm. Or they'll be at the water cooler. Hey, you know, the other day I did something online. What do you think? And they're afraid, right? They're full right. of fear because yes. the internet makes us afraid. Emails can make us afraid. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for someone to talk to. Yep. So it looks like, oh, well, you're an expert and you know this. But really, they're afraid. They're just looking for some support. And the IT guy is like, I'm just trying to fix the problem you created. I'm not trying to yes. hear all this stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So uh, I'm so glad you caught that. And that's why we have to keep listening to people's conversations. I'm glad you didn't get involved, though. That would have been weird. No, no. We heard from our amazing listener, Shakira. She said the same thing happens to her. People just start pouring out their hearts to her. Hi, TJ and team. Shakira here from Boston. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and have been following TJ since his days in Boston. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you, Shakira. By the way, you can hear our podcast at the TJShow.com. It's a lot of what we do here in case you miss something. It's also a really quick way to get to know everyone on the show. Yes, I do feel like people treat me like a therapist. A story that comes to mind is from work in a shared office space with another organization. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we have that. We're, yeah. we're in a big office space, lots of different offices around. And we see lawyers all the time. Oh, yes. I'm sure they've got a lot of things they want to talk about. they got about, stories right? about us. But they can't because they have an agreement signed. Mm-hmm. They must be really ready to explode, right? Right. <laughs> they've got a lot of emotion. One day I was eating lunch and one of the workers from that organization walked into the room. So I asked how he was doing. This simple question led to a 15-minute conversation about how the son broke up with his girlfriend right before he went back to school and how he was sad about it. Oh, that's so sad. He liked the girlfriend. Mm. Yeah, well, that's true. You, you have someone dating one of your kids, and you go, oh, this could be a person that we're spending yes. a lot of time. If you like the person, right. you're rooting for him. The dad mentioning how it ruined the vibe for the whole trip and how he had to spend most of it just telling his son it'll be okay and that there will be other girls out there. Mm. And this conversation was a little awkward. The only way I knew how to handle this was by listening. I tried to give short answers to speed the conversation along a bit, but I also threw a lot of head nodding, wows, and the Hans into the mix (laughs) just so that I can show interest, but also say, like, please hurry this up. Okay, so uh uh-huh, wows, head Head nodding, but none of that worked, so we got to come up with another plan. I just hope I never have to meet his son, because I will be very curious to know if things got better with his ex-girlfriend. Oh, okay, so yeah, there's a storyline in our life now. I mean, I'm curious to know if things got better (laughs) with his (laughs) ex-girlfriend. Yeah, Shakira, if you find out, let us know, now we're invested. Right. This is the TJ Show. I feel like a little tiny complaint turned into now something I'm afraid of. And it was just on a whim. What was it? I I was talking to my wife, and I had just picked up a coffee from a cafe, and I don't usually go to this cafe, but I noticed that the cups started leaking all over the place. And I'm like, you know, Mm -mm -mm. can these cafes just, if they're going to serve coffee, can they get a cup that keeps the coffee inside? Whether or not a lid fully covers a coffee, that's a whole other thing. Drippy lids, can't Mm -hmm. stand that. 
And so I mentioned it to my wife, Jess. Oh, what a mess it made in my car. It seeped right through. And I sent her a picture of the cop. It was all stained. And wouldn't you know it, today I'm on my Instagram and I see this video pop up that says, are the cups we're getting from cafes dangerous? I'm like, oh, what is this now? Uh-oh. How did this find me? Gee, I wonder. I mentioned something near a microphone on my phone, and now all of a sudden my phone's making me afraid. The case this woman was making was that if, I'm not even kidding, if coffee stays in the cup, there must be a barrier between the paper and what's uh, inside the cup that's keeping it from going through the cup. Because it is a paper cup. Right, because she was saying paper absorbs liquid. Right, that makes sense to me. And then I was thinking about my messy cup that I was complaining about, and I go, huh, well, maybe that's a good thing that the cup couldn't hold liquid because it was pure paper. Except when it gets all over your clothes. It's not a good thing. No, I mean, it was a mess, but then I started thinking, well, these other cups that's keeping the liquid inside of them, are those dangerous for me now? She was making the case that once hot liquid hits that kind of cup for 15 seconds, there's like little plastic microbes or something that go into your body, and you're just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is this a conspiracy theory now? And why did this show up after I mentioned what I mentioned to my wife? It's freaking me out. It kind of makes sense because you probably heard this. I've heard don't keep uh, plastic water bottles in your car when it's hot outside. Yeah, no, I don't the do that. Plastic expands, and then also don't heat things up in plastic Tupperware. I know. Plastic. So that's right. That makes sense. You know, I made a mistake when I made you my hot sauce. It was very hot. It was like boiling hot. I put it into a little plastic container, and I saw it got a little soft. I said, I can't give this to Jabo. So Thank I th- you. I threw it in the garbage. I asked myself. I was really struggling because I bought you a plastic container just for this, and I felt like I ruined it. And I asked, would I eat this? And I said, no. So I threw it right in the garbage. Thank you. I appreciate that. And I gave you uh, one of my little glass bottles that yes. I have. And, you know, glass is the way to go. Yep. Appreciate that. Thank you, bro. So, no, no, no problem. I want to keep you alive. Yeah, and, uh, appreciate I don't want, that too. I don't want you to have these saturated little microbes going into your body. Me Who neither. needs that? But it's like, isn't that freaky that I was just complaining about the cup and then that exact video shows up on my feed? I'm not surprised anymore because it happens so often. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I know, but this is like a personal complaint that I had. I like know. I was just being annoying to my wife and venting about something. I didn't want to follow up. Your and phone reads all of it. Yeah, the internet gave me a follow-up. And not only that, they made me afraid. Yeah. I don't like that at all. And I thought I turned my feature off where it hears me, and it's there, obviously. So now you have to start taking tumblers to these coffee spots and just <laughs> right. say, can you put the coffee in this Hang tumbler, up. please? Well, you know what? You would pay for these tumblers, and they'd be like, we'll give you a 70% discount on your coffee. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, maybe it's not a bad idea. It's not. If the aluminum or whatever these things are made out of, if that's keeping us safe. And I don't know any of this. See, this is the risk of bringing this up. Because the next thing you know, I'll be in a Snopes article. Local DJ <laughs> says, don't drink out of cafes. And no, I'm not saying that. Cafes are like my favorite place to go. You know that. I love it. And I love the coffee and I keep drinking it. This is just something that the internet is doing to make me afraid. Isn't it funny how we can watch like a 90 second clip and all of a sudden it like changes (laughs) our entire life and how we operate? Yeah, I know. We're like, we're really good friends with the baristas down the street. Why hasn't TJ and J-Bo been showing up anymore? We're afraid of you. (laughs) We're scared. No, no, don't be afraid or bring your own tumbler if you are. I think I'm going to start doing that. Getting a little nervous. I invited all you guys over for a big dinner. Yeah, I'm and, excited. And man. your spouses, significant others. Right. And uh, my wife, Jess, and I have been talking about what we're going to do. And the question came up, what should we make for everyone? And by we, I mean my wife, Jess, because I don't really know what to do in the <laughs> kitchen. But she's very good at it. I'm glad it's her cooking, not you. And I, I said, well, why don't we do our favorite meal 
And why don't we get filet mignon? Because there's a butcher down the street. They've got some, I don't know who they know, but they've got some fresh cows. Let's put it that way. And they, they butcher their own cows. And it's beautiful. If you're into the art of steak eating, you'll appreciate this place. I'm into that art. It's mm-hmm. like an old school butcher. And they've been in business for like 50 years. That's it's amazing. a staple near where we live. And then I thought, oh, but wait a minute. Our producer, Heather's a vegetarian. And I was like, ah. Oh. So, you know, we started going back and forth and we were talking. My wife was actually sitting at the piano and this song just kind of came out of her. We want to serve filet mignon, but Heather's one of those vegetarians. If we eat a whole lot of meat, will she think we're all barbarians? But TJ says it doesn't matter, because the cow's already dead. We'll give her a bowl of broccoli. The rest of us will be well fed. Yeah, I thought... <laughs> that was a great song. As, Bravo! As long, as long as we can eat, we sacrifice Heather. So what? You'd be okay with that, right? No, it's fine. I like. I mean, you should be considerate of other people's dietary needs. That's whatever. But... I'm okay. I mean, I'm the only one. It's fine. I'll be okay. So what are you going to eat instead? I don't know. There are going to be sides. But I like Heather so much, I feel bad that she's the one that has to suffer. But she made that choice. Why should we suffer because Heather chose I know, to be vegetarian? I, well, I know. And it's like, you know, I don't have any problem with her wanting to only eat vegetables, but I just, I wish it was Kenny that was suffering <laughs> no. for some reason. And then I feel bad about that. Like, I feel like Kenny, I wouldn't feel as bad, and, but that's wrong too. And so it's, it's a lot to host a dinner with like, what, 10 people? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to be, like, I'm not one of those vegetarians that's like, you know, judges people for eating meat. It's totally fine. You do what you want to do. If you want to be a murderer, that's cool. But, again, I'm the only one. So, I mean, I could bring my own food. I could I could cook Ugh. something up that's vegetarian. Maybe I can cook something up for everybody and you guys can try something that's a little Mm-mm, different. Not interested it's in a little, that. You know, maybe I can make like a vegan no. like lentil loaf for you guys. No. no. I didn't sign up for that. Jabo, part of the reason why I wanted to bring this up was because I just wanted to flat out ask Heather, how would you feel about trying the meat? I was just going to say, that, she's a sometime vegetarian. There's been times where I've seen you eat chicken. Right, she had chicken so, recently. Right, so just try the filet mignon. It'd be so great to your taste buds. I mean, I could try. I'm, I was not even, like, when I did eat meat, I wasn't a big steak eater anyway. Like, I don't really like red meat all that much, but I'll try it. But have you had the right red meat? I mean, probably not, because I just wouldn't eat it. Like, because, I never tried it, really. Well, when you I, get the right meat, it changed yeah. your life. I also don't want to pressure you to do anything you want to do, but you're right. I did see her eating a chicken sandwich the other day. Yeah. Yes. And I so, did have Swedish meatballs the other day as yeah, well. So it's like, what are, what are you doing? And right. pork roll. I mean, and a pork roll. We're stressing out about what yeah. to make everyone, and mm-hmm. here she is, like whenever she feels like it, she has a chicken sandwich. Yeah, I don't feel bad, TJ. Well, I like to eat meat when I want to eat meat. Like I don't want to be pressured to do it. No, okay. that's just rude on other so, people. You know? No pressure. Yeah. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna account for Heather being there. We're gonna order meat for her. Mm-hmm. If she wants to eat it, it's there. If not. I just said we could split it. Okay, we, we could split the extra, right? <laughs> or my dog Luna loves meat. Luna would love that. If she wasn't this domesticated animal that sometimes sneaks into my eight-year-old's bed, uh, she would be attacking animals and eating them. She's a wolf. Facts, she, is. she would love it. The only thing I'm requesting is that my meat is well done. Very, very well done. And there's ketchup on the side. Okay, that's, fine. That's, yeah, I'm just so that. a work ketchup? in progress. I'm glad we had yeah. this conversation, Heather. A filet mignon? <laughs> Don't invite Heather to dinner it's, at all. There are many people who believe in the ketchup on filet mignon. I, I don't, but uh, well, we've got like this nice cream mushroom uh, sauce. Yes. With fresh oh, I don't eat mushrooms. Oh, come on, Heather. Yeah, I don't eat You're mushrooms. a vegetarian. You see, she don't really eat food, period. No, some people think mushrooms are like, if you're going to eat mushrooms, you might as well eat meat. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, I know somebody who really seriously believes that. 
Um, <laughs> sorry for this conversation, Heather. I, I'm going to enjoy having you over, okay? Thanks. You know, a little interesting fact about our producer, Kenny. He ran away from his family's business, just like I ran away from my family's business. Mm-hmm. We both have dads that are contractors. Yep. And why did we not want to be contractors? Oh, well, first of all, it's a really hard job. Yeah, there, so. you said it all. It's, just, it's way, <laughs> way too hard. That was my feelings exactly. You know, my dad uh, asked me to work with him for a couple summers when I was a kid, and I was like, are you kidding me? You do this every single day? <laughs> this no. This is the worst. No, like, what's, what's easier than this? Huh, I don't know. Talking in front of a microphone. <laughs> and so it's been, uh, you know, it's been great not to be in that business, although I respect the work and I respect the craftsmanship. It's also hard to work for family. Yeah, my that's brother, true. sister, and mother all work for the family business, and let's just say family dinner is always interesting. <laughs> Can I get invited over for family dinner? <laughs> yeah, you're but, coming over for Thanksgiving. You know, obviously, we're, we're still around our families, and we still love our parents. Absolutely. And so you want to help them wherever you can, even mm-hmm. though you're in a completely different industry. And so your parents are in the air conditioning business, correct? And they're currently at a convention. Yes, for air conditioning, and all so. Right. You had a suggestion because they just call it an air conditioning get-together, right? Yeah, it's it's just an annual convention of this association of heating, ventilating, air conditioning contractors. I thought this was very nice that you did this. So first you called your dad. Dad, you're at a convention right now. You own a heating and air conditioning company and you're a member of this association with other companies like yours all across North America, right? And Canada. Don't forget them. So <laughs> it's just the annual convention. That That's all they call it, right? They don't have a special name for it? No, it's a national, yeah, it's a convention. That's what it's called. I have an idea. Feel free to pass this along. But you guys should call it the Aircon Con. Aircon Con, huh? Wow. I'll bring that up. <laughs> so profound, Kenny. I thought that's a, actually a great idea because we know about all these big, uh, like Marvel Con, Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. This they got to get with the times, and this is very nice that you're letting them know. Very well received, I think. I'll be with a lot of people tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, they, you can have that. All okay, yours. Thanks. All right, Dad. We'll have fun, and uh, thank you for taking some time for me. All right. We'll see you soon. <laughs> you don't think he's disappointed in you, do you? I mean, I think I think that's a really great recommendation there. I thought so too. I thought they would. I thought that he would be excited. But it's not only your dad. Your sister is also in the family business, and yes. so you want to make sure that this gets around. This is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Hello. So, Allie, right now you are at a convention of heating and air conditioning contractors. Mm-hmm. Are you on the local board? Yes. So not only is your sister in the industry, she's actually on like the board of like the Air Conditioning Society. Yeah, she's on the board for their local chapter where they are. Did you know there was an Air Conditioning Society? I had no clue. There's a lot of secrets <laughs> in this world. I have an idea for you. I think you guys should call the convention the Air Con Con. The Air Con Con? I don't know why they're not excited about this. Like, I, I would think they'd say, that's a great idea. Right. Yeah, like the air conditioning convention. The air con con. <laughs> that's funny. Wouldn't that make it more exciting than just like the annual air conditioning contractors convention? Yeah. Just, just take it 
It's yours. All right, you got it. Oh, and then wraps up the conversation. Huh, I, I don't know, Kenny. I think you're, that's a brilliant mind right there. Thank you. Uh, Aircon con. I'm trying to help the family business in whatever way I can. Well, and also just putting this out there, I'm sure we've got some air conditioning contractors. Maybe they can start their own Aircon con. Give it a try. I think you'll get a better result than what they're calling it currently. Yes, producer Heather. I have a feeling based on these two conversations that like your family doesn't take you seriously at all. Like it's just, it just seems like another thing that, oh, Kenny said, crazy Kenny. Yeah. Uh, you're onto something. I'm sorry that you're not taken more seriously, Kenny. I, I, I know. I it's, really appreciate that. It's a that. curse. This is the TJ Show. Our news, it sounds a whole lot different around here. Our producer, Kenny, he reads through every story he can find, and then he brings us the most interesting ones. Kenny, what is happening in the world today? There is viral video circulating the internet of a man who had to fight a kangaroo to save his dog. Would you do it, TJ? Well, tell me more about the story. How did this happen? So he was... I guess along a lake or a river in Australia, stretching on the shore when he looked up, realized that his dog was missing. Then he saw that the kangaroo had the dog in the water and it was kind of holding its head underwater. The kangaroo was, it looked like, trying to drown the dog. Would what? you fight the kangaroo, TJ? See, I would see that and think, I bet my dog started that, and now I'm walking in. <laughs> Your dog Luna is the sweetest little dog in the world. Yeah, There's ever, no way. If you see her around a deer, you might think differently. She gets mean with deer, and I bet that if she got into a fight with a deer, she'd be begging for someone to save her too. I mean, these are big animals. Oh, yeah. Just say you won't fight a kangaroo. That's really what you're saying. <sighs> no, if I... Ha- They're no. swole, man. They're like cut. No, I don't think... I would try to throw a rock at its head. And I I would gather as many big rocks and I would try to find like flat rocks that I can throw really fast and maybe like get one of his eyes. Okay. I would do that, but I'm not going to get involved and get in the water. There's no way. Really? No way. I try. I would try. I would not risk my life for that. Well, this guy got into the water. He says he landed a blow and indeed the kangaroo landed a blow on him as well. (laughs) Yeah. See what I'm saying? I'm not fighting a kangaroo. There's no way if Luna mixes up with an animal like that, no. The video is a little unclear because you see the man approach the kangaroo with the dog in its grasp, and then you see the phone or whatever he was using to take the video go into the water. We're underwater for a little bit. Then it pops back up, and we see that the dog is safe on the shore, and the man is then trying to bolt back to shore and get away from the kangaroo. Yeah, you don't want to mess with... Kangaroos are so tough. Yeah, they are. You see, just Google videos about kangaroos. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. This particular guy happened to be a Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor. Yeah. All right. And commenters on the story are asking him when he'll start teaching ru-jitsu. It's <laughs> a great question. And that's what, is, what the internet is for. <laughs> Clever lines like that. Kenny, what else is going on in the world today? TJ, I happen to know already what side of the bed you sleep on. Jabo, what side of the bed do you sleep on? Wait, how usually? do you know what side of the bed TJ sleeps on? Because I once actually laid in TJ's bed on his side. There's video okay. evidence that's of that. That's a story yeah. for another day. If you're wondering what that's all about, go find the TJ Show YouTube channel. You'll see how this whole show started. <laughs> it, it was in my bedroom. Yep. You get to actually see my bedroom. I sleep on the right side of the bed. Mm, Me interesting. too. Okay. So there is some studies going on about why people choose what side of the bed they choose. 40% of adults in the U.S. say they've always slept on the same side of the bed. 50% say that they initially picked their side without any conscious thought. 30% said that they would rethink their decision today. Psychologists 
are saying that people who sleep on the left side of the bed tend to have a sunnier disposition than those who sleep on the right side. Huh. Hello. How about that? Uh, producer Heather over there. What uh, side are you on, Heather? Left, baby. Left? <laughs> I'm a left side sleeper too, TJ. You're on the left right. side of the bed. Whoa. Yeah, I'm on the right side. But I was on the left in our previous two living arrangements. Yeah, same. So I don't really have... I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, me too. I was on the left, and then now I'm on the right. But So what, what, what about right sleepers? So they say that right-side sleepers lean more towards groundedness and often pre-plan for potential disasters. Oh, yeah, I do oh, that. Huh. <laughs> you know what? My attitude has kind of shifted lately, yeah. so maybe I'll go back to the left side of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I used to be in a better mood like seven years ago. <laughs> Tell your wife, Jess, you need to switch spots. But I also didn't know as much as I know now. Yes. So you know, the more you know, the more grumpy you can get. And That's you got, true. you got to fight against that. Yeah, you do. Now, sometimes it doesn't really matter. There's like logistical reasons why you sleep on a certain side. For instance, people who have anxiety like to sleep close to a wall. So it just depends on where that wall is. Other people like to be close to the exit yeah, of well, the that's, room. That's how our situation started. When we moved into our home, I wanted to give Jess the spot that's closest to the door so that if she needed to go to the bathroom, she could go. I certainly, I don't want my wife to have an accident in the bed. Yeah, no, that'd be bad for you and for her. It'd be more forgivable if I did it. (laughs) But yeah, they say left side sleepers are a little bit sunnier than those on the right. Look at that. Kenny, what else do you have? Congratulations to Mojang, the company behind Minecraft. They recently announced that they have now sold over 300 million copies of the block building video game. Man, I hear about this Minecraft all the time, and I still don't know what it is. Me too. <laughs> right. I'm confused by my, it. My kids, you want to play Minecraft. That's all I hear. I want to play Minecraft. It's like, okay, next thing you know, they're on their iPad, and they're like moving blocks around, and then they blow them up. <laughs> and then there's this other game, and I don't know if it's connected to Minecraft, and sorry if I sound a thousand years old, there's Roblox. I've heard of that, but yeah, I don't know much too. about it either. Yeah. yeah, and it's another game. Like, now my daughter Charlie's birthday's coming up. She's like, I want a Roblox gift card. I was like... What is that for? Right. And she goes, well, I want to buy digital, like, whatever in this game. Uh. And they like to buy this digital stuff. And they, I go, Charlie, they don't even have gift, gift cards for that. Next thing you know, we're at the supermarket. She points to the wall. And sure no. enough, there's a Roblox gift card on the wall right next to, like, Amazon and uh For something pizza that's places. not even tangible? To be honest, I don't know what it is. I'm just assuming it's a con. And I don't want anything to do with it. But... You know, for all I know, maybe it's this valuable thing. Maybe it's like these uh, bitcoins. Maybe it's a bitcoin. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I don't think. I, I doubt there's going to be any resale value to whatever she buys with her Roblox gift card. But I, again, I don't yeah. know too much about it. Good. Can I tell her to call you the next time she asks me for that? Yeah, <laughs> we could talk about Survivor, and then we'll talk about <laughs> Roblox. Well, the game's been around for 15 years, and it seems to be just as popular as ever. It is only second to Tetris. Tetris is the that? only game that's outsold my. Minecraft at this point, 300 million to, I believe, 520 million Tetris is claiming in total sales. I do love Tetris. I think that's really fun. I play Tetris every time I pack a grocery bag. Yeah. It's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. It's a life skill. See, when we had video games, and I can't believe I'm talking like this. I really can't. But when we had video games... Back in my day! Yeah, they prepared me for life. Mario, plumbers, toilet bowls, <laughs> trust me. I play Tetris every time I load groceries into the back of my trunk. Yeah. Yeah, yep. good job. Keep it up. Yep. All right, Kenny, what else do you have? In Lehigh County, Pennsylvania, residents were concerned over reports of a mountain lion roaming the area. Wow. The last confirmed sighting of a mountain lion in this area was in the 1870s. 
How about that? How did it even get there in the 1870s? It's a great question. Well, you know, Penn State, they're the Nittany Lions. So Uh I think at some point in time, Pennsylvania did have mountain lions. Good to know. But the last one, at least in this area, 1870s, turns out it wasn't a mountain lion at all. It was just an oversized feral house cat. Oh, That's a yeah. big boy. You know, these cats are so well-fed mm-hmm. at this point, and they just keep getting larger and larger, and lazier and lazier. <laughs> yeah. I walk into my apartment every day, and I think there's a Black Panther in my apartment, because yeah. <laughs> Apollo's so massive. Yeah, you have, this, you have a beautiful black cat. and <laughs> big boy. Yeah, you just keep feeding him, and he keeps taking the food. Yeah, he, he loves does. it. He loves free food. So a biologist with the Pennsylvania Game Commission was able to confirm that it wasn't a mountain lion by using photos and videos taken by residents. One photo, for example, was taken from a second floor window about 90 yards away. So what he did was take cardboard models the size of a big Mm. house cat, a mountain lion, a bobcat, put them 90 yards away and determine indeed it was not a mountain lion, but Uh. like a golden colored big house cat. He said though, even though this was a false alarm, that reporting these sightings was still the right thing to do. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I don't know what kind of cat it was, but someone I know who hunts in the Philadelphia area saw, I thought it was a mountain lion, but I could be wrong. There have been plenty of sightings of bobcats, so maybe it was a bobcat. Oh, bobcat, that's right. Man, those bobcats. Yep. <laughs> a little less eventful. <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't cool. want to mess with either one of them. No, they're so cute. They're so cute little bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you make that a little deeper, that's right. J-Bo's cat. <laughs> you got a bobcat. <laughs> Try it. <laughs> <laughs> a little scarier. <laughs> no, that's terrible. <laughs> work on it. Work on your bobcat <laughs> Thanks for keeping us somewhat informed, Kenny. Sure thing. <laughs>